Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm so glad that you're joining with us here tonight, and I want to welcome you into our living room here, wherever you may be at this evening. And to begin with, I want to name and just recognize the fact that this Christmas Eve is different than any other Christmas Eve. I know that for many of us, our traditions have been disrupted. We might not be with family that we are normally with. I know that things are different and that things are changing. But I want to mention this because what I believe is just this, that whatever situation you may find yourself in tonight, that whether you're feeling good or you're in a heavy or a weary space, here's what I believe. I believe that Jesus wants to find each and every one of us and fill us with his joy. And I think this is something that we need. I think that this is something that I need. And tonight, I believe that it is something that is available for each and every one of us. Because tonight, what I want to explore is just this. I want to explore how in a weary world, we can rejoice. How even in a COVID world, we can find joy. How even in whatever circumstances we might be finding ourselves in, we can actually learn to not only find joy, but to hold on to joy in our hearts and in our lives and in uh, the world that we are in. So this evening, I want to explore this idea of finding joy in a weary world. And to do that, I want to take a look at the Christmas story, specifically journeying with the wise men as they journey towards Jesus. Because what we will see in the wise men's life is that they know what weariness is. They know what heaviness is. They know what difficulty is. But they also know what it is to then find joy and to hold on to joy in that. So to begin, I want to read to you this well-known Christmas story from Matthew 2 about the wise men. And so we read this, that Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. It says that at about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it arose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law, and he asked them, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them uh, the time that the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, it says the wise men went on their way, and once again, the star appeared to them, guiding them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasure chests of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when it was time to leave, they returned to God, uh, to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to King Herod. I want to notice a few things in this story, things I think can help each and every one of us wherever we may be at this evening. And the first thing that I want us to notice is that the wise men know what it is to encounter difficulty, that the very first Christmas was actually set in a period of difficulty and weariness and just a longing for things to change. And we know this specifically from the text itself. What I think we do with the story of the wise men is we often jump just right to when they meet with Jesus. But I don't think that we can discount the actual journey that they took towards Jesus. Because if you really pay attention, if you really take a look at it, what we would realize is this, that the journey towards Jesus, it was difficult, it was not easy, it was even full of doubt and confusion. That's what the wise men experience. And we know this for a few reasons. First, what we know is that they are from the East. That's what the text says. And now most scholars, what they all believe and agree with is that this means that they were likely from Persia or further beyond. So what this means is that the journey from there towards Jesus in Jerusalem this would not have been a journey of days. This would not have been a journey of weeks. This would have been a journey of months. And this journey would not have been easy in any way, shape, or form. 
Remember, traveling back then, it was so much more risky and dangerous. They likely would have faced dangers of bandits, of bad weather, of bad terrain, of wild animals. That really, honestly, the journey toward Jesus would have been anything but simple and straightforward and easy. It was difficult. It was long. It was surely wearying as well. And then add on top of this, what ends up happening? The text tells us that they arrive in Jerusalem and they start asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? And I think if we take this moment seriously, I think what we would notice is that in many ways then, the wise men are actually, in some way, shape, or form, they're actually a little bit lost, aren't they? They're actually a little bit confused, aren't they? Because notice with me, they show up asking, where is he? They only ask this question because, follow with me, they can't find him. Because they can't find him. They don't know where he is. What I think this story really does highlight for us, if we take it seriously, is what we realize is that the star that must have been guiding them is no longer there, right? That the star that was guiding them is no longer there. And the reason that we know this is that either the star is the very worst GPS ever, right? Leading them to Jerusalem rather than to Bethlehem where Jesus actually is. Or what ended up happening is this, is that somehow they're lost. Somehow they've lost the star. Somehow they just don't know how to move forward. That's the space that they're in. So they show up and they ask, where is this newborn king? Because they don't know. And then it gets worse for the wise men, is that nobody else seems to even be looking for a newborn king. Nobody else even knows that there's a king that has been born. There's just all this confusion and doubt that must have been a part of their lives. So if you've at all felt confusion in this season, if you've at all felt wondering where is God, if you've at all felt some weariness, I think these are all themes of what the wise men are feeling. Right? This is how their journey towards Jesus was also happening. It says afterwards, though, they met with Herod. It says that Herod sent them on their way. And it's then, in verse 9, that we read that the star reappears to guide them. I want to follow with, with what ends up happening for them and to see how in this wearying and difficult season they do experience joy. So we read this. It says, after the wise and the interview, uh, the wise men went on their way. And once again, the star appeared to them, guiding them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And it says this, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They were filled with joy. And why are they filled with joy? Because they know that they are going to meet with Jesus. Because they know they're going to find Jesus. Because they know they're going to connect with Jesus. Because follow with me. Finding Jesus brings joy in a weary world. I want to say that again. Okay? That finding Jesus brings joy in a weary world. This is what the wise men experience. And this is also what I believe that we can experience this evening. I believe that no matter what we are facing, that if we find Jesus, we can actually find joy. Because the wise men are in a difficult, long journey, right? It's been months upon months with confusion and doubts and difficulty. And yet, and yet the moment that they find Jesus, what does the text tell us? That joy fills them. That joy fills their heart. That joy fills their lives. And this is what I believe that we can experience as well this Christmas Eve. That if we find Jesus in whatever circumstances or spaces we may be in, that joy can find us as well. That joy can fill us and that we can receive joy even in a weary world. But here's what I want to notice next, is that while I absolutely 100% believe that finding Jesus actually does fill us with joy, what I also know from personal experience, and you likely have maybe experienced this as well, is that sometimes our world has a habit actually of stealing our joy. It can be sometimes hard to hold on to joy or to maintain it or to sustain it. So I want to notice what the wise men do next, because I believe that their action is crucial for us tonight, that if we want to both receive joy and then hold on to it, even in a weary world, We need to pay attention to their very next actions because the text tells us this, that this is what they do. That once they saw the star and they were filled with joy, it says they entered the house and they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and they worshiped him and then they opened up their treasure chests and they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
I want to just ask you for a second, what does this sound like to you? Because right? you want to know what this moment sounds like to me? It sounds like a party, doesn't it? It sounds like a celebration, doesn't it? They enter into the home and they bring gifts and I'm sure they share stories and I'm sure that food was shared. What we see with the wise men is this, that once they receive joy, what do they do? They go and they celebrate with Jesus, I believe, to hold on to that joy. That's their very next actual move. That's their very next action. They receive joy with Jesus and then they celebrate with Jesus. And I believe this is what we need to do as well. That we need to not only find and connect with Jesus, we then also need to celebrate with him. And I want to point out this, because I think that this matters, that for the wise men, when they are choosing to celebrate, that not everything in their life is going perfectly at this moment. Remember, they have just had a long, months-long journey to find Jesus. They have a months-long journey back home ahead of them. And on top of that, the text tells us that King Herod is actually trying to kill them. So I would not say that this moment in the story, everything is going out perfectly for the wise men, that everything is put together. They do have some real dangers behind them and in front of them. Yet, what do they choose to do? Even with dangers behind them and in front of them, they choose to pause and to celebrate with Jesus. They choose to make sure that they don't let their circumstances distract them from the moment of being able to actually celebrate with Jesus. And this is what I believe that we need to do as well. That if we want to hold on to hope, even in this season, we receive it by finding it from Jesus, and then we hold on to it by choosing to celebrate with Jesus in spite of whatever we might be facing. We choose to actually place him first and make him our focus and to celebrate with him. So this evening, this evening, how do we find uh, joy in a weary world? And how do we hold on to joy in a weary world? I believe the answer is, and my main point is just this, that we find joy by actually finding Jesus and celebrating with Jesus. That's how we both find joy and hold on to joy, that we find Jesus and then we celebrate uh, with Jesus. And that tonight, what I believe is that if you need some joy, if you need some hope and some happiness and some peace and all that God has for you, it actually begins with finding Jesus and then choosing to celebrate with Jesus. That's what we see in this journey of the wise men. They journey through all of that uncertainty, all of that difficulty to find Jesus, be filled with his joy, and then celebrate with him. And so this evening, that's what I want to invite you into. I want to invite you first to find Jesus. I want to invite you here tonight that whether you know Jesus or not, I want to invite you to actually find him and to put time and effort into actually connecting with him. Because you want to know what the good news of Christmas Eve is? The good news of Christmas Eve is that Jesus is actually seeking us, seeking to move and to find us. And so tonight, if you want to find Jesus, the good news is that he wants to find you and that he's actually moving towards you. And so I believe that it is possible for each and every one of us, whether we know Jesus uh, for decades and we've been following him for a long time, or whether tonight we might make that decision for the first time, that tonight you can find Jesus. And that with finding Jesus, you can find joy. You can receive joy. You can, just as the wise men did, be filled with joy. And so this evening, what I want to invite you to do is that as we light the fourth candle in just a moment, I want to invite you to use this as a moment as a prayer. A prayer to connect with Jesus. A prayer to find Jesus. A prayer to let Jesus actually uh, grow deeper within your life and in your heart. I want to invite you to use this as a moment to connect with him deeper so that then he might actually fill you with the joy that he has for you. And then secondly, secondly, I want to invite you to celebrate with Jesus. I know that in many ways this is different than any of us have ever experienced. I know you might be longing for something different. You might have some things that are changed and disrupted. I understand that. I have that too. But what I want to invite you into even this moment is to just name a few things that you can celebrate with Jesus. That's what the wise men do. In a world that was chaotic and difficult, even with threats from King Herod, they still choose to celebrate with Jesus. So tonight, I want to invite you to name a few things that you can celebrate with Jesus. What might it be? Maybe it's that you're with family even though it's smaller. Maybe it's that um, even if you can't be with family that they're scattered around, but maybe that they're healthy. 
Maybe it's that tonight you can actually just celebrate that we get to sing Christmas carols or to have hot chocolate or maybe to have bow ties and little things that make you smile. Right? Whatever it is tonight, what can, is it that you can celebrate with Jesus? I want to invite you to name that. Because just as we named our weariness at the beginning of the service, I think it's so important and crucial that we also name the things that we can celebrate and rejoice and be grateful for in this season. Because if we want to find joy, it begins by finding Jesus and then celebrating with Jesus. So to close tonight, what I believe is just this, that Christmas is all about connecting with Jesus and celebrating with him. And that's what I want to invite you into here this evening. Would you connect with Jesus and then would you celebrate with him? Because I believe that is how you find and hold on to joy in a weary world. And so with that, would you join with me in prayer this evening? Dear God, I pray for each and every one of us. Would we truly be found by you? And I pray that as you find us, would you fill us with your joy? That whatever our circumstances might be at tonight, might we be able to celebrate with you? Tonight, might we be able to rejoice with you? Tonight, might we be able to turn our hearts with joy towards you? God, I'm so grateful for the fact that you have entered into our world to seek and to find us. And so, Lord, as we move through this Christmas time together, I pray, Lord, would your joy fill us? Would it shape us? And would we hold on to that by being able to celebrate joy with you? And we just pray this all in the wonderful name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. So to close, might you light our candle to both symbolize connecting with Jesus and to also name some things to celebrate with Jesus.